When it comes to what you need as a head coach in modern college football, Shane Beamer checks off all the boxes, and he displayed all of those traits at SEC Media Days. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I am Andrew Lyon, the host of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on si.com. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listener watch here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Shane Beamer and his three player representatives in Tonka Hemingway, Spencer Rattler, and Kai Kroger all went up to Nashville on Thursday for SEC media days. And I think that we all knew that by the end of Thursday, South Carolina's contingent was going to be the talk of all of the analysts and pundits discussing the final day of this media day extravaganza hosted in Nashville. And when looking at what Shane Beamer said specifically, considering both the obvious and hidden messages that he delivered yesterday morning, Shane Beamer displayed at SEC media days why he is a perfect fit for modern college football. In previous years, college football coaches were coaches who typically were offensive and defensive coordinators before they ever became a head coach at a certain program. But they would still either possibly call plays on their respective side of the ball, or at the minimum, they would provide heavy oversight when it came to that side of the ball. And while those kind of coaches, in terms of the conventional path, hasn't fully gone away, now more than ever, we are all starting to see coaches who maybe don't take the conventional route. Maybe they end up being a position coach, and at some point, they just work their way up the ladder long enough to where they end up getting a head coaching gig. And we see this at multiple different schools. Clemson's Dapo Sweeney, admittedly, is an example of this. Arkansas's Sam Pittman, South Carolina's Shane Beamer, Texas Tech's Joey McGuire, and now Colorado's Deion Sanders. And the similarity between all of the coaches that I just mentioned is they all have a high football acumen, but they all also serve more so as CEO-type coaches, where they are primarily good at organization of the entire structure of a program, and a couple of these guys can recruit really, really well. And this is the route that the sport is heading towards due to all the changes in college football with the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness. Because, obviously, I just mentioned NIL. With the transfer portal, you see constant roster turnover. So you need somebody that's going to have good foresight, that's going to have good management of their personnel. And also, you need someone that understands the impact that social media and marketing has both on individual players but also for a football program in terms of advertising what it is that you have to offer. Now, with all this bearing in mind, what is it that modern college football coaches have to possess, specifically speaking? And then we're going to relate this back to Shane Beamer. 
First of all, modern college football head coaches, they need to possess the ability to relate to the younger generation. Now, that doesn't mean that these coaches have to fully dive into all of the latest TikTok trends, literally be participating in them, maybe with respective prospects. However, they've got to understand how these trends affect 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. And they've also still got to find a way to possibly use some anecdotal stories from maybe their life journey or some of the things that they have witnessed occur in their careers up to that point. Some way that is going to resonate with the kid and also his parents or guardians. Another thing that modern college football coaches have to be able to do is they have to be advantageous in the digital space. In essence, social media offers a great opportunity for you to reach out to a much bigger audience. So, modern college football coaches, you have to take advantage of that to a certain degree. You got social media channels that you can use. You got YouTube that you can use. Word of mouth, while it is still something that can favor you maybe in specific concentrated areas, that's no longer the primary way that you get sort of your overall message out about your football program. And the last trait that modern college football coaches need to possess is they've got to be effective at marketing the program in different ways. No good salesman, or in the case of these football coaches, recruiters, uses the same exact pitch with every single person that they interact with, or in this case, a recruit. Because it's not going to hit home with all these kids to the same exact degree. So you've got multiple different avenues in which you can try to market your program to these prospects. You could talk about NFL development. You could talk about your academic programs. You could talk about how they would fit in that respective scheme or the track record of the coach that they would be playing under. And also you could use future teammates, the talent surrounding them. There's a bevy of ways in which you can sell your program to these high school football prospects. And everything that I just went over perfectly describes Shane Beamer, and he displayed all of this at SEC Media Days. When it comes to the ability to use examples or stories, Shane Beamer discussed Spencer Rattler and how he transferred from Oklahoma to South Carolina, and how this upcoming fall, Spencer Rattler has the opportunity to become a two-time team captain. What this conveys to possible transfers is that the program has fostered an environment where transfers can come in and not just contribute, but also be fully embraced by their teammates. In essence, you're not going to be just treated as a lone wolf. If you are given the chance by your teammates, then this team is one that's going to embrace you fully. That's what's happened with Spencer Rattler since he has come to Columbia. When it comes to being advantageous in digital space. In Nashville on Thursday, Shane Beamer made a clear and obvious recruiting pitch to Jonathan Paler, whom the Gamecocks are heavily battling NC State for right now. He talked about new defensive tackles coach Traven Robertson for the Gamecocks. Robertson was a North Carolina native and... He talked about how successful he was when he came to South Carolina as a player that eventually went on to the NFL and now has come back as a Power 5 assistant football coach. And so he used this to try and send the message to Jonathan Paler that, hey, 
You could have the same sort of story play out in your favor if you come to South Carolina. There's guys in the past that have had that happen. And then when it came to marketing the program on Thursday, Shane Beamer talked about academics. And I think that compared to all the other SEC coaches that went to the podium this week, he was one of the more in-depth coaches when talking about what his kids have done in the classroom, which is still something that is very important to some of these kids and a lot of these parents. He discussed how, back in the spring of this year, the football team recorded the highest GPA in the history of the program and mentioned that eight of the players had 4.0 GPAs. Shane Beamer, he is somebody that is a perfect fit for South Carolina, but he is also a perfectly fitted coach for this new era of college football. A lot of people just like to say that Shane Beamer just gets it, but that does not exactly give all the full context of what all he brings to the head coaching position at an SEC football program. And it's obviously a big reason why South Carolina football fans feel quite strongly that Shane Beamer has an opportunity here to possibly elevate this program beyond even what Steve Spurrier did many, many years ago. Now, while that was a big takeaway that I had from SEC Media Days, it was not the only one. Spencer Rattler, obviously, was probably the biggest name out of the group that went to SEC Media Days. And when watching his interactions with the media... I think that it's pretty clear. Spencer Rattler, his confidence is back. But it's not the same confidence as it was a couple years ago. And I'm going to dive into what exactly I mean by that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, for a championship team, it's obviously all about making sure every single player is a perfect fit, like your head coach here in Shane Beamer. But that also applies to your vehicle because every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories for your car, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you'll get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in 30 minutes or less. Thank you once again also to all of you everydayers for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. All right, now let's dive into my second main takeaway from SEC Media Days, which was this. Spencer Rattler displayed a different type of newfound confidence in Nashville. The way in which Spencer Rattler carried himself on Thursday, to me, it conveyed a lot of confidence. But the thing that I think is different about Spencer Rattler's confidence right now 
is it's a little bit more quiet and humble confidence. But nonetheless, this is a type of confidence that, quite frankly, Gamecock fans, in my opinion, have not seen in Spencer Rattler since his arrival at South Carolina. Of course, you can maybe point to the Tennessee and Clemson games and what all he was doing in both of those contests, but I don't really count those because you're quite literally in the middle of a heated battle against your opponent. And when I talk about confidence here, I'm talking about confidence off the field, away from these games. So to break this down a little bit further, I want to separate both the instances where Spencer Rattler showed more humility and the instances where Spencer Rattler showed that he's still got plenty of confidence in his abilities at the quarterback position. Let's start off with instances of humility. When Spencer Rattler was asked during one of his media pressers about trying to eliminate turnovers and how he and the offense are going to try and correct it, this was his response. Quote, you can't win games with turnovers, so I take total accountability for that. What I see on film is just sometimes I'm trying to do too much. I'm trusting my arm too much. I just need to trust the play, trust the offense, and protect the ball. I think that this is a pretty big deal to hear this coming from Spencer Rattler's mouth at SEC Media Days. The reason I say that is when you go back and watch some of these games from this past fall, Spencer Rattler, in my opinion, he was not just throwing the ball around willy-nilly, you know, every single game, putting it up in harm's way. But there's no question, when South Carolina's offense was struggling, or when the team was in a deficit, maybe they were down a couple scores, Spencer Rattler usually did reach a point where on maybe a third and long, or maybe it was a second and long, and they called a play that involved a couple of deep routes down the field, Spencer Rattler at times was still willing to just kind of go, you know what, I'm just going to chuck this up and see what happens. He definitely had multiple moments like that this past season. So to see him sort of acknowledge that with this question being brought up at SEC Media Days, I think that that ought to be music to Gamecock fans' ears, in my opinion. And also Shane Beamer's ears because uh, he wants to cut down turnovers a great deal. He said that plenty while up there in Nashville on Thursday. Now, another instance where Spencer Rattler showed humility was when he was asked in this same media presser about facing Drake May and North Carolina in week one. A lot of hype around this matchup. A lot of people making this just purely about the matchup between both quarterbacks and Spencer Rattler and Drake May. Here's what Spencer Rattler had to say about his thoughts regarding this contest. Spencer, big ball game against North Carolina. Uh, have you met Drake May, been around them a little bit? And what can you tell us about that game against North Carolina? That's a big ball game. Yeah, I'm excited for the game. I haven't met Drake yet. I mean, he kind of blew up on the scene last year and had a great season. You know, credit to him. I'm excited to get to compete versus them. Uh, it'll be a fun game. Hopefully we'll put on a show. He talks about how he's excited to play against Drake May. He commends him for his play this past year. This is a new Spencer Rattler. This is a Spencer Rattler that, you know, hey, listen, he's not giving him a ton of credit necessarily, but he's certainly giving props to the kid from North Carolina on what all he did back in 2022. And I just thought it was a cool moment because he seemed to really convey a strong sense of mutual respect that he has for Drake May. Now, the third time in which Spencer Rattler showed humility at SEC Media Days was when he was asked about his ups and downs that he went through at Oklahoma, and how it helped him as a player and person. Here's another clip and soundbite regarding his answer 
to that particular question. Spencer, when you look back at your time in Oklahoma, all the ups and downs, just how do you feel like it, it helped you grow as a quarterback or as a person? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, being a quarterback, you're going to go through the success. You're going to go through the adversity, and you got to take it all. Um, I think it was great uh, learning experience for me. Um, you know, coming here to South Carolina it helped me a lot, you know, to be in this position, and I'm just grateful to be here. If Spencer Rattler was asked this question last year, let's just say, hypothetically, he went to SEC Media Days in 2022, I don't know if this would have been Spencer Rattler's answer. I'm not going to flat out say he would have been like, oh, woe is me when giving an answer to that kind of question then. But I do think that last year I could have understood maybe Spencer Rattler sitting there and going like, why is this happening to me? Because for so long in his football career, a lot of things went his way, right? You know, he had all this talent and he won big in high school, won big in his first year at Oklahoma. And then all of a sudden, everything just seemed to crumble around him when it came to sort of his stature and status as a quarterback in the sport. And so last year, again, I don't think that that would have been his answer. At least he might not have as much conviction with it. But this year, it was different. He was willing to admit that, you know, now it was probably a good thing for him. And so a lot of humility showed to those three instances. Now, that doesn't mean that Spencer Rattler still doesn't have a lot of confidence in his game. Let's talk about this first point. He was asked about what challenges Missouri provided in the matchup against the Gamecocks last year. And this is what Spencer Rattler had to say. Quote, We just didn't execute in a high level in that game. We tried to say, don't let anybody beat us. And we beat ourselves in that game. But credit to their defense, they did a good job that week. So Rattlers still give some credit to the Missouri Tigers for what all they did. And the Tigers do deserve some credit because they definitely stymied South Carolina's offense. But Spencer Rattler, clearly, he's got some hard feelings about that game. And it does seem like a game that he's probably going to take a bit personally coming into 2023. Another instance where he still showed that confidence that Spencer Rattler's always had was when he was asked by Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports where he'd rank himself amongst all the quarterbacks in the SEC. Spencer Rattler responded, quote, I would like to put myself at the top. That's just self-confidence. You gotta have that as a quarterback. But it's always much respect to all the other quarterbacks because there's so many great quarterbacks in this league. So again, still showed humility on the back end, but at the beginning, he still made sure that everyone knew, I still feel like I'm the best quarterback in this conference. And clearly, if you're a Gamecock fan, I think you still want to hear that from Spencer Rattler. And the last notable moment where Spencer Rattler showed that confidence that he's always had was when he was asked, what was it that led to him realizing that he wanted to come back to South Carolina for one last run in 2023? I think you're going to be quite intrigued to see and hear the response that he had to this question. Uh, we definitely weighed all the options, you know, my family and I, and talking to certain people, and obviously that next level, um, you know, had a had a real, um, you know, choice to pick. Um, and, you know, I just waited out. I thought there was more pros with coming back. I graduated in December. I'll get my degree, so that's important to my family and I. And then, um, you know, I just felt like we left a little on the table, and I feel like that's why, you know, Juice and I and other guys decided to come back to run it back one more time. Now, when it comes to that pause that he gave in the middle of that answer, obviously I'm not going to try to overanalyze it, but in my opinion, that pause sort of indicates that, you know, Spencer Rattler, he knows and he feels like he's an NFL quarterback. And 
again, it probably went against his original plan of, you know, what he intended to do at South Carolina. He was hoping that last year he was going to do so well that he would already be in the NFL right now. But it didn't work out that way. But despite that, as he continued with his answer, you know, he said that, you know, hey, he wanted to come back because he felt like there was more pros than cons. In essence, Spencer Rattler bet on himself. He's betting on himself by coming back to South Carolina for one more year because he thinks that he is better than where some of these scouts probably slotted him in terms of his potential draft stock coming into this past draft cycle. I say all that to say this, folks. In terms of his confidence and now his humility that's added to it, Spencer Rattler is back. He's 100% back. He's still a little bit cocky at times when he does show that confidence, but it's not overwhelming. And again, as a quarterback in this conference, you want to see that from your guy. But now that he's faced some adversity, it has brought him down at multiple points in his career, and it has caused him to become more humble and I think a lot more grateful, honestly, for just the fact that he is able to do what he does, which is play the sport of football at this point. So in my opinion, there's no question about it. Spencer Rattler, he was a big winner at SEC Media Days because of how he gave his answers, not just what he stated in his answers. Okay, let's dive into a couple more takeaways now that I had from SEC Media Days. And this first one covers a notable freshman that arrived on campus just a little while back in Nicholas Harper. Because based on what Shane Beamer said up in Nashville on Thursday, Nicholas Harper is going to do a little bit of everything for this football team, it seems. And maybe that isn't supposed to be shocking to any of us, but I was intrigued by how exactly Shaper rewarded his answers to the question of what is Nicholas Harper's role going to be? We all know he's going to play wide receiver. We all know that he's very likely going to get plenty of snaps at that spot. He did not get brought into this program to basically sit and ride the pine in year one. But Shaper mentioned that, you know, he's going to do things such as catch the football, run with the football, and at the end, Alyssa Lang, a fellow Gamecock alum, she joked about how, you know, I'm sure that Pete Limbo also asked, you know, if he could play on some special teams units too. And Shape even was like, yeah, no, he's going to play special teams. So Nicholas Harper, from the sounds of it, I'm obviously not going to compare him to Debo Samuel. But it sounds like he's going to fill a Debo Samuel type role, at least at the beginning of his football career here, in the sense that he's going to do a little bit of everything. Now, he's not going to line up at running back, I don't think, at any point. In terms of carrying the football, the way I understand that is he might do some jet sweep motions into the backfield, get some handoffs, be given a chance to get a full head of steam, which for Nicholas Harper, honestly, if you're going to utilize him in some run plays, that is the best way to use him right there. Let him get a head start, let him get moving, because he's just so fast that even if some defensive ends in this conference are in good position at the start of maybe a jet sweep, Nicholas Harper's so quick, and he's got a lot of length, and he packs a lot of muscle on his frame, that those guys, for the most part, are probably not going to be able to get to him that easily, unless they got some help scraping over behind them from the second and third level. So, I was pretty intrigued by sort of how Shapeboomer answered those questions surrounding Nicholas Harper, and it seems like that Nicholas Harper, he might be used as a bit more of a Swiss Army knife, more so than we all thought, heading into 
this Media Days week. Now, another quick takeaway that I had from SEC Media Days is Shane Beamer, he might be trying to now keep Lenore Sellers as one of the biggest secrets on this football team when talking to the media because he did not get asked maybe much about Lenore Sellers, but there were a couple of people. I know Brad Crawford was one of them who asked Shane Beamer sort of, hey, what is the role going to be for Lenore Sellers in 2023? And Beamer, when he gave his answer, he kind of downplayed Lenore Sellers' potential role in the offense, you know, stating like, hey, you know, yeah, the kid's really big and he's got some potential, but, you know, he's still a freshman and, you know, Spencer Rattler's our starting quarterback. People don't talk about Luke Doty enough anymore, bringing up Tanner Bailey and Colton Gather, bringing up the entire room. So you know what Shane Bieber is clearly doing here? He is clearly trying to throw a smokescreen over here and tell everybody, hey, look over there. Don't look over here at my really special true freshman quarterback that's now on this roster that might be a superstar for us if he develops and progresses like we all think he will over the next couple of years. That is absolutely the strategy that Shea Beaver employed at SEC Media Days. And hey, if I was in his shoes, I would probably do the same thing. Because Lenore Sellers, first of all, I don't believe a word of what he says when he says that, you know, he's maybe not sure of what his role is going to be yet. I think this staff already has got a game plan of sort of how they're going to utilize him on the field in certain situations, whether it's short yardage or maybe, again, every once in a while, let him go out there to start a drive on a new set of downs. I think that he is going to play in year one, no question about that. But if Shane Beamer has it his way, um, everybody outside of South Carolina, they're not going to know a daggum thing about him until he makes some plays this fall. And then he'll start to get a lot more attention. And there's nothing he could do at that point. But that was quite interesting. And then one last takeaway to leave y'all with. Elijah Caldwell, a true freshman wide receiver that just, I believe, got here this summer as well as Nicholas Harper, who I mentioned earlier. He's apparently a kid to watch on this offense. Spencer Rattler was asked multiple times by different people at SEC Media Days on Thursday who are some guys to watch on offense? Who are some of the veterans you need to look out for? Who are some of the young guys we need to look out for? And obviously, fans always want to know, what's the future going to look like on this team? And Spencer Rattler, you know, he brought up Nicholas Harper because, duh, obviously. But he also brought up Elijah Caldwell every single time alongside Nicholas Harper. And that is also good news, in my opinion. Because, well, first of all, when it comes from the quarterback, your star quarterback on your football team, that's saying something. Because Spencer Rattler, he threw out Xavier Leggett, he threw out Amarian Brown, and, you know, obviously Nicholas Harper, and those were kind of maybe some expected names, right? But Elijah Caldwell, he's not exactly a kid that's been talked about a lot this offseason, myself included. I haven't talked about him a lot on this show, but apparently I'm going to have to start doing so now because Spencer Rattler, he said, look, he's, this kid's a sleeper. I think it's going to help in year one. So in terms of maybe that fourth, fifth, sixth wide receiver, that second line of receivers, that is just as important as that first group. Because look, I do think that some combination of Juice Wells, clearly, Xavier Leggett, and Amari Brown or Eddie Lewis, some combination of those four, that's going to be your starting trio right there. And they throw Nicholas Harper, you throw in whoever doesn't start between Amari Brown or Eddie Lewis. That's five right there. At wide receiver, you kind of like to have, you know, six guys that you can really trust. 
maybe even seven, but I think six is a good number. Elijah Caldwell, he might be that sixth man. He might be that young buck that steps up over guys that are going to their second year and guys that just got here and be that guy that helps out this team in year one in the two deep. And if that's the case, that's really good news for this offense because I've talked about before with this wide receiver group. I feel like that's a bit top-heavy in terms of experience. It's certainly got some potential with different guys. There's different skill sets, and I think it's talented. But I kind of got worried about, you know, hey, there's a couple guys that get hurt. You know, who could be those players that step up behind them? Elijah Caldwell, apparently, even without injuries, he might be a kid to watch this upcoming fall. But with that being said, that does it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What were your overall takeaways from SEC Media Days? What were your thoughts on Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, maybe Taka Hemingway or Kai Croker, and also maybe some other things that you might have heard that I didn't bring up on the show? No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. And once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Have a great rest of your Friday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.